I'm sorry uh, last week didn't get recorded. It seems like I turned off my mic as soon as I began to talk. Which is kind of, kind of cool because God's been trying to put an off switch on me for years. So I, I think it worked out all right. But I promised to leave my mic on today, the best of my ability. I have the sound crew ready to charge me at any moment's notice to make sure that that happens. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you continuously draw us to yourself. So we surrender ourselves right now. Everything that we are, everything about us, we surrender to you. We lay ourselves before you in spirit and say, Father, speak to us the words that we need to hear. Open our hearts and our spirits and our minds to receive every, 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 every thing that you have for us today. We do not want to leave without hearing those words from you. So I ask that you would empty me of me to make that possible. And that you would fill me with your spirit and speak your words of life. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you ever wonder, ever ask the question, why am I here on this planet? Did you ever think deeply or even fleetingly about your purpose on this planet? Did you ever pray, God, what is your will for my life? I think that those questions are really a fundamental part of every human heart. doesn't matter if they're a believing heart or a heart that's still seeking God. Those are questions that are deep within the human heart. And they need to be answered for a person to move on in their life. They're, they're, they're crucial. They're essential. Extremely important. For that answer, for those questions to be answered. And they really can only be answered with God, in God, in our relationship with Him. Important, crucial questions. Why am I here? Because we want, we want our lives to have meaning. We want to think that there's a purpose for our, our presence on this planet. That God put us here for a distinct reason. Those who were here, do you remember those questions from last week? Did they bother you? They messed with me all week long. What breaks your heart? What makes you angry? What gifts have I given you? What breaks your heart? What makes you angry? And what gifts have I given you? And then the last one is the one that continues to mess with me in a good way. Jay, what is keeping you from obeying me? Those are are purpose-driven questions in a sense. They they seek out purpose in our hearts and and try to bring it to the surface so that we can examine the motives of our heart, where our heart is going, what is our heart hungry for. Those are really good questions that God asked. And I took the week off to ponder some of those questions and have God re-answer them through me and for me again. But I needed some clarity. 
I was having a hard time revisiting those questions again in my own life. So the Holy Spirit and His wonderful love for me led me to John 14. So if you would, open up your Bibles or your, your rectangles. And turn to John 14. We're going to read the whole chapter. I think all these questions are connected. What breaks my heart is connected to what makes me angry. They just are. And the gifts that God has placed inside of me, the things that I have recognized that He has given me, are really the avenues, the, 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 the highways, the, the, the byways that I can use to answer some of those things. And in John 14, we find the way that Jesus walks to talk. This is absolutely the last message in this series. It has to be because I, I can't. It's, I just, I, I just, it has to end today. <laughs> Not the walking the target part, but the, the series has to end because it, because it is time. This is, it is time to move on. That was the theme of last week. It is time to move on. It is time to wrestle with these things and take the next step in our journey with Christ as a congregation. As brothers and sisters together, as individuals, it is simply time. I feel it so much that it is just time to do this. So we're going to explore John 14 because in this, in this I saw some marvelous things. It is, a, it is a powerful description of how Jesus walked the talk. There are so many powerful statements of, of who he was. How he related to the Father. How he related to his disciples. How he related to unbelievers. Or how he wanted to be received by the unbelievers. And I saw this marvelous list up here. Because the whole chapter is, is talking about Jesus works. Jesus works. The things that he did. And this is some of the Jesus works that I saw. Let's read first. I'm going to read five, and then we're going to read the read the chapter. He's a comforter. He shows us his compassion. He's a preparer. He shows his care for us. He's a life bringer. He's a father revealer, and he's a mission giver. Let's start to read. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. See the comfort in there? In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself and to where I am you might be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? And Jesus said this, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you have known me, you will have now known my Father also. And from now on, you do know him and you have seen him. I find that very comforting. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long that you 
Still do not know me, Philip. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on the account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do, because I am going with the Father. It's important to recognize that Jesus is not talking about miracles here. The word, the Greek word for works here means work, an occupation, a duty. Jesus is talking about his works. What works? He's a comforter. He's a preparer. He's a father revealer. He's a teacher. All the things that are listed that Jesus is listing in this, in this chapter are his works that he's talking about. These works. I'm talking to you right now. He's talking to the disciples. These are the works I'm talking about. You've seen me walk these out. You've seen me talk about them. And if you don't believe my words, check out my works, he's saying. Check out what I've done. It includes miracles. It includes signs and wonders. But right here, he is not talking about, he's not using the word for miracle or the words for signs and wonders. He's using the word for works. The everydayness of life, Jesus is saying. This is what makes difference. How I walk the talk. How I've been consistent. How I've been faithful to reveal the Father to you. This is the works that you get to do. This is the everydayness of Christian life, he's saying. This is what it means to be a follower of me, that you get to share in the same life that I've walked. The greater works is this. The word greater there doesn't mean better than or superior to. The word greater means number. It's talking about multiplicity. Something is about to happen that has never happened before on the face of the planet. The church is going to explode very soon on the face of the planet. There are going to be more and more followers of Jesus Christ walking around. Jesus is saying greater works you're going to do because there's going to be more of you. This is an encouraging statement here. You're not going to do this alone. I'm about to send a comforter. We'll read that in a minute. But you're also going to be doing this together. Greater works. Look, Jesus did a lot of great works. A lot of great miracles. He raised people from the dead. He healed countless sick people. He turned water into wine. He walked on water. He made blind people see. Lame people walk. Those are some pretty great works. But Jesus is not talking about those He's talking about how he loved people. How he loved his disciples. How he loved the Father. He's talking about everyday, normal, Christian, following Jesus works. This is the works, the greater works that we get to do. Let's go back to verse 11 for a minute. It says, believe me 
Commit your trust to. That's what the word means. Commit your trust to. That I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else believe on the accounts of the works themselves. Jesus is saying if my words are not enough, then check out what I do. Check out the way I live. Check out how I act. They should lead you to believe. And in verse 12 again. Truly, truly, I say to you that whoever believes in me will also do the works. My deeds, the actions, the occupation, my purpose for being on this planet. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. He's telling the disciples and us that we get to share in the same work that he does. Everything that he's listing here, everything that he's walked out on this planet when he was here, he says we get to do. Not just miracles, not just signs and wonders, but loving their neighbor as themselves. Loving their wives, their children, husbands, brothers and sisters, and people that need to know the the gospel. Those are the greater works that Jesus is talking about. Here's a thought. Up to this time in history, redemption was just a promise. It was just a promise. Jesus comes for our sins. He dies. He resurrects. Now, redemption is it's not a promise anymore. It's more than it's reality. Redemption is reality. It is a sure thing when you bow your knee to him. It is a real thing. It is no longer just a promise. The greater work is the number of times, multiplied by the numbers of believers, we get to share his truth. The greater work is living a life that speaks of a ransom being paid in full. Debts are cleared. Sins are forgiven. Not just a promise any longer, but a reality of dead people becoming alive. Our walk to talk proclaims a finished work of Christ. Let's go to verses 13 and 14. This is really huge. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do, and that my Father might be glorified in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. The condition of this is that when you pray in my name, you're praying about my agenda and not yours. You're praying with my mindset in place, not yours. You're praying because I'm the one that paid the debt. (laughs) I'm the one that paid the price. So when you're praying in my name, you're praying for my purpose sake. It's not something that we attach on to a prayer thinking that somehow we are twisting now the arm of God. Because we prayed in Jesus' name that he has to answer the way that we pray. No, we're already praying with the mindset of Christ. Our prayers become even more effective because of that. We are praying in his name. We're praying because of him. We're praying with his agenda, his mindset, his story, talking about his redemption. And when we pray that way, anything is possible. Anything is possible. All right, let's move on. Jesus is also a spirit giver. He is a promise keeper. 
He is a homemaker and he is a peace bringer. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. What a promise. I will come to you yet in a little while and the world yet in a little while and the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me because I live. You also will live. And that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him and will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. Love how Jesus constantly, always reveals the Father to us. These things I have spoken to you while I am still here. He's still preparing the disciples. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you what? All things. Not just some things. All things. And bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you have loved me, you will rejoice because I am going to be with the Father. For the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place. So when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. That is a word for today. To rise and let's go from here. Jesus did all that so that the world, he lived the kind of life that he lived. He did the miracles that he did. He walked the talk that he did so that the world would know that he loves the Father. Rise. Let us go from here. Let us go from here. There was one more question. When I went looked back in my journal and I saw all those questions, there was actually one more question. I forgot to ask. But this is a very important question. It's a question I think actually really ties every one of those questions together. That last question that God asked me on that day, and in my, when I looked at my journal, I said, how did I leave that out? And I believe it's purposeful, but here's the question. Jay, what brings you joy? What brings you joy? The scriptures say that in your presence is fullness of joy. I'm going to suggest that God is calling us into a deeper 
awareness of who he is in our lives for to understand what our purpose is to understand why our our, our why we're here on this planet is to experience joy in his presence in the way that we walk out every aspect of our lives there is a missing element of joy I think in all of our lives because if we love him with all our heart all our soul all our strength and all our mind with all those things there's really nothing left to a human being our soul all our strength all our heart all our mind there's really nothing left if we can throw all that on and love God that way, that purposeful, that intensely, that passionately, if we can just do that, I believe that's joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. In your presence is fullness of joy. I believe it is time to rise and go from here. Whatever that place in your heart is, whatever that place in your life, it's time to rise and go from there. To no longer allow whatever is stealing your joy to steal your joy. Listen to this quote from Donald Barnhouse. Love is the key. Joy is love singing. Peace is love resting. Patience is love enduring. Kindness is love's truth. Goodness is love's character. Faithfulness is love's habit. Gentleness is love's self-forgetfulness. And self-control is the reins. I think throughout John 14 and, and in the life of Jesus, we see all these fruits. When I revisited these questions for my own self, I, I was thinking that maybe these were questions of faith. And I was really wrong. These are questions of love. These are questions about love. What breaks my heart? What makes me angry? What gifts have you given me, God? What's keeping me from obeying you? And what brings me joy? These are questions about love. Because walking the talk is about love. He said it. If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. I do all these things so the world knows that I love the Father. I love you so much I'm going to tell you beforehand what's going to happen. These are questions and these are things, reminders of love. The great love that the Father has for all of us. Time and time again, Jesus shows us the best way to walk to talk. And it's always about love. It is always about love. So how do we walk to talk? I think the greater works, the works that Jesus is talking about is this. We, we're, we're a comforter to someone who's in distress. Let's be a preparer of the way for someone. 
Let's be a life bringer, a, a father revealer. Let's be a homemaker. Let's be a peace bringer. Let's be a spirit revealer. Let's be a promise keeper. These are all the things that Jesus did. Not just talked about, but he did. And I think, I think that last part of the scripture there, when he says, I do all these things so that people know that I love the Father. The great motivation of Jesus' heart was to show people the Father because he knew the Father was about freedom. The Father had set in this master plan of redemption. And now we get the privilege and the honor to, to know what our purpose is. To answer those questions that we had before. That why am I on this planet? Why am I here? What's my purpose? What is the will for my life? See, a follower of Jesus Christ who loves him with everything that they are, with all his heart, all his mind, all his soul, everything that is, uh, and and since we're made in his image, we are designed to love him that way, by the way. (laughs) We're designed to love him that way. If we're a follower of Jesus Christ, does it really matter where he's going? If we have placed our, if we really believe, if we have taken our trust and put it in his hands, that's the picture of that, what that word believe is. is take, taking our trust out of our hands and putting in His. And doing this. Where are you going? I'm yours. It's time. I am not suggesting that no one is doing it that here. I'm just... It's time for me. <laughs> it's time for me to... No longer be so concerned about why I'm here. I already know why I'm here. I was placed here to love God. And to show other people that same love. That's it. That's all our, That's everyone's purpose here. That, that prayer has been answered. Now the nuances of your life, how you walk that out, that's the great part of it. Because now you get to press into Jesus. And find out what every nuance of that life means for you. And it continues. But those questions that are deep within our soul, deep within our spirit, the things that would maybe sometimes even lay, make us lay awake at night. Why am I here? What is the purpose of my life? Because it doesn't seem to be anything great. Really? You are sons and daughters of the Most High. You have some of the greatest titles in the, on the planet. A son and a daughter of the Most High. A son and a daughter of the Most High. You are a son and a daughter of the Most High. What else do you want? What else do I want? You are some of the most amazing people on the planet. Your story... The life that you have lived up to this point, your faith walk, are some of the greatest stories yet to be told to people. How you relate to Father God is huge. What you have to offer people, because there is something that breaks your heart. 
this morning. This is something that gets you so angry that you're willing to go wherever God tells you to go and do whatever God tells you to do because you want to, you want to fight that injustice. You want to do something about it. It's in you. God has given you, packed into you, not just given you, but packed into you, marvelous gifts. Some you may not have discovered yet, but they're there. And there are things, yes, that are keeping you from obeying Him. But today's the day to rise and let us go from there. Let's walk away from those things. Some of them you know. Some of them God is still trying to get you to see, get me to see. This was a week of discovery for me to see some of those things. I have identified some of those things. You know what? I am a selfish person. I really am. I care about me a whole lot. Too much. God wants that gone. Jesus was precious. I discovered that I, I, I like being like too much. It's okay wanting to be like. There's nothing wrong with that. But I, I like it a little bit too much. A little bit too much. That's got to go. I got a long list. You want me to go on? <laughs> the point is not really about the list. The point is that Father God loves us so much. That, that that question that of what's keeping you from obeying me is not a one with condemnation in it attached to it. It's one with freedom attached to it. Because the last part of what brings us joy. I don't know about you, when I start to get free of that stuff, I feel a lot of joy. Even recognizing it is joy for me now. Because I can look and say, you know what? You're right, Father. That's got to go. That's just got to go. Because I'm following you. And I'm not really that concerned with where you're going. Because I I, I see you so clearly. I want to be in your presence so much that I don't even notice where you're going. I'm noticing you. It doesn't matter the destination anymore. It's just that I'm with you. I don't know if you did ponder those questions. I don't know if you would want to even continue to ponder those questions, but I suggest that you will. I ask that you will. That you would bring those questions up before God and allow Him to to work on you. Allow Him to bring some things to the surface so that He can set you free. Because the greater works is your story. Your story. Your story. All of us have a story. And we got to remember how Jesus redeemed us. And how Jesus rescued us. And how Jesus not only rescues us, but gives us purpose. Answers those questions. And gives us work to do. But it's work to set us free and set other people free in the process. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for loving us so well. Thank you for completing stuff in us for bringing bringing things up to the surface so that you can finish them off so you can heal us so that you can redeem us further Father help us to understand what our purpose is our purpose is to follow you
in every way that we can. So we surrender ourselves to that. We ask you for your strength and for your wisdom and your guidance and all these things. And I ask you for these, these wonderful hearts that are here today. That you will speak to them in the way that they need to hear it. That you would encourage them in the way they need to be encouraged. That you would strengthen them. That you would bubble up joy inside of them. And they would begin to see the gifts that you have given them. That you would help them to understand the things that make them angry or, or break their hearts. We surrender all these things to you and we thank you that we have a Father that we can come to. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering to us. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.